It's the end of a very hard but very good workout. You're getting ready to go home and you're you're packing up your gear and when you're leaving the gym, you walk past your gym's, you know, little fitness store and you see in there they have Epsom salts. Um, now this particular brand is like called Muscle Melt Epsom salts relieves muscle soreness instantly. And you start asking yourself, well, you know the empirical data backs up the use of cryotherapy for relieving muscle soreness, but you don't really want to do an ice bath today because it's six degrees outside. So you decide, you know what, you'll pick up some Epsom salts and you'll try them out. When you get home, you get your Epsom salt bath ready and you put it in, and after 30 minutes of soaking in there, you get out and you realize you're still as sore as you were before. And so you ask yourself, do Epsom salts actually do anything? Well, let's talk about the science behind that. Welcome to the science behind that with Atticus Hamilton. Hello, everybody, and welcome on back to the science behind that podcast. I'm your host, Atticus Hamilton. And yes, I know before you say it, you're like, Atticus, it's like noon or later my time. Like, what are you doing? I know. I understand. Look, I got up late today. I got up at like 4.30 a.m. So, you know, I got back from the gym at like 10 or whatever. And, uh, you know, here I am. So <laughs> it's uh, been a little late. Um, but I hope you guys have been having a great Friday. Um so as you heard from the introduction, we're going to be talking about the science behind Epsom salts and if they actually do anything. Um, well, there's definitely one thing that they've been proven to or that they've been shown to do, but it's probably not the best thing uh, that you would want your uh, muscle re- relaxing um, uh, medication to be doing. So, before we jump into today's episode, I'd like to invite all of you guys to go and grab yourselves a nice hot cup of coffee, add a little bit of maple syrup to it, not too much, just enough to bring out those autumn flavors, and we'll jump right in. So, I'm pretty sure that uh, all of us have heard about Epsom salts at some point or another. Um... I don't know if if this was the same in your family, but in my family, my mom always kept like a massive bag of Epsom salts under her sink uh, in, in the event that um, any 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 of us were sore or we needed a remedy. So, what are the actual claims behind Epsom salts? Well, from what I could find, people have two broad claims of what Epsom salts do. Number one is the relief of occasional constipation if ingested. And number two is the relief of pain from sprains, bruises, boils, and of course, physical activity. Um, Now, the little intro I I gave you uh, did happen to me. I I was just curious about Epsom salts and I wanted to to know if the claims behind them were legit. Um... And that is a real brand. It's called Muscle Melt Epsom Salts. It's pretty much not different at all from, you know, the Epsom salts that you get in a Walgreens or whatever. It just has some essential oils in it. So that brings us to the first part of today's talk, which is what are Epsom salts? So 
Epsom salts are... They're sort of a term for a variety of different formulations of one active ingredient. So the active ingredient is called magnesium sulfate heptahydrate. Um, and that is the ingredient within Epsom salts that, you know, is reported to do all these awesome things, um, like relieve constipation and pain. Um, and so that's again, magnesium sulfate heptahydrate, and it's put in a salt format, um, for marketability and ease of administration, but that's pretty much all you need to know about what Epsom salts are. That's the only active ingredient in most um, brands. There are some brands that add other things in there, like you know juniper extract and essential oils and all this other stuff. Um, but today, we're going to be mainly talking about the Epsom salt that contains that magnesium sulfate. So... Um, now that we understand that, I'd like to kind of talk about what the literature shows because we, we already saw the claims that were made about it. So what does the literature show? Well, I actually kind of had a hard time finding data about this. Um, there were some papers I found that explicitly looked at Epsom salts and the use of muscle recovery. One such paper is titled The Effect of Magnesium Sulfate on Delayed Onset Muscle Soreness. And this was published by Texas State University. And it looks like this was a PhD research uh, project. So, you know, it was peer-reviewed. But, yeah, it was a, it's part of the collections of theses and dissertations at the um, Texas State University School of Public Health. So it wasn't per se a formal research study, but this paper um, basically set up three groups. So you had the control group, which um, were athletes that had obviously delayed onset muscle soreness, and they had no uh, treatment administered. Group 2 was treated with hot water immersion, and group 3 was treated with Epsom salts dissolved in hot water. And so, ultimately, what this paper determined was that there was a significant decrease in the perceived pain by the participants in group 2 and 3, um, but there was no statistically significant difference between the perception of pain in people in groups two and three. And so I know that sounds a little confusing. So ultimately what that means is that the people who either were immersed in hot water or immersed in hot water with Epsom salts experienced a significant decrease in pain compared to the control group or the people who had no treatment administered, which you kind of expect, right? Because hot, cold treatment does help with um, uh, uh, pain, um, and we know that there is literature that suggests that, but then the second part of this where they state that there was no statistical difference between the hot water and the Epsom salts, that shows that you can't really attribute anything, that, that we can't attribute the pain... Um, the pain uh, amelioration to the Epsom salts. 
So um, neither perceived pain nor perceived disability was seen when comparing hot water and Epsom salts in hot water. And so they conclude that um, both thermotherapy and Epsom salt soaks reduce perceived pain. You can't really say that because while the Epsom salts did reduce the perceived pain, we don't know if it was the Epsom salts or it was the hot water that they were dissolved in. So ultimately, the results of this study basically were that thermotherapy helps, which we already know, and other than that, it was inconclusive. So, (laughs) um, and and, and this was where it was difficult, because this was one of the few papers I could find that explicitly looked at Epsom salts in athletes. And so, ladies and gentlemen, if any of you out there that are listening to this know of any papers other than this one that explicitly look at that, send them to me. The uh, You can send them to my podcast at thesciencebt at gmail.com. Send them there, and I'll definitely take a look at them, and uh, I might even do a follow-up episode on that. So what else did I find? Sorry, I had to take a drink of water there. I had creatine today, so, you know, hydrate. So there was that paper, and then there was another paper here which I found interesting, which was looking at the effectiveness of application of hot water with Epsom salt versus plain hot water on knee joint pain among geriatric women. So again, we had group one, and we had, which was a control. We had group two, and we had group three. Group two was the plain hot water, and group three was the uh, Epsom salts with in hot water because you do have to dissolve it in some capacity um and so ultimately what they discovered was that the above findings uh concluded that the level of pain in both groups was almost the same but feeling related to the pain was more in the group with pain hot water with plain hot water um so ultimately they're determining here that um us uh a larger study needs to be conducted with both men and women having age-related pain um, and assess whether or not Epsom salt is actually the culprit. Because again, this paper looks like their conclusions were that, well, the the hot water helped in both groups. Um, So, you know, is that because the Epsom salts are doing anything or, or is it just the hot water? The paper wasn't, uh, it didn't go into theoreticals about what could be going on there. But so far, it seems like do Epsom salts reduce the, um, does magnesium sulfate, is that what is reducing the muscular soreness when administered in the form of a hot water bath? So far, it seems like no. It seems like it, it's just the hot water that is helping with the pain. And that Epsom salts look like they play very little, if any, role in actually reducing um, pain. And then I saw another very interesting study here, which was called Hypermanganesemia-Induced Fatality Following Epsom Salt Gargles. So this paper was looking at um, a cause of coma called hypermanganesemia in patients with normal functions because of gargling with Epsom salts. So what they determined was that certain patients in rare cases when they 
you know, take, fill a glass of hot water and put Epsom salts in it and gargle with it for a variety of reasons, it looks like it can induce uh, hypermanganesemia, which is too much manganese, um, which can cause liver or a kidney or other types of cytotoxicity and cause coma. And so I just thought that was interesting because that kind of says, ladies and gentlemen, I would not recommend gargling with Epsom salts. And it's interesting because when you look up this data, there is a lot of data that actually shows that in certain situations, Epsom salts can result in magnesium poisoning. They can result in hypermanganesemia in all different cases. And that to me, it was very, very interesting. So, um, I'm not really too sure what that means for the average person. I think what it means is that don't gargle with Epsom salts. And if you are going to do an Epsom salt bath, you probably don't even need the Epsom salt because it seems like at the end of the day, the, the minimal studies that are out there are showing that it's the thermotherapy it's the hot water that is helping with pain um and if you are looking for proven ways to reduce muscle soreness hot hot and cold treatment is a very heavily supported uh uh treatment to alleviate muscle soreness um and i even did an entire episode on cryotherapy I'm probably going to do an episode on thermotherapy in the near future. Ladies and gentlemen, if that's something you want to hear from me, let me know. Um, So in summary, Epsom salts, yeah, you probably don't need them. And they might be doing more harm than good. Um, But again, the data is very sparse. So just like with everything, remember, ladies and gentlemen, stand up and question everything. And I will see you guys on Monday.